Welcome to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. This is Danielle Finley, political fundraising and advocacy coordinator for St. Louis Realtors. Today, we are talking about a lesser known protection for our realtor members here in Missouri. With me are three subject matter experts who have had direct hands-on involvement on what is known as the Realtors Immunity Bill. Sam Lickleiter is Missouri Realtors' chief lobbyist on this bill, accompanied by Jason Zamkus. Apollo Carey, St. Louis Realtors' attorney from Lewis Rice, and Bob Bax, St. Louis Realtors' 2019 president. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Thank you. Let's begin with the background of how the bill came to be and what prompted Missouri Realtors to take action. Bob, on to you. Sure, Danielle. So... This originated when at least three of the largest brokers in St. Louis were, uh, were sued by attorneys representing buyers, buyers that closed on homes over the last few years. So this was a significant number of uh, plaintiffs. Uh, unfortunately, our company was one of the brokerages involved, and we spent significant funds to defend ourselves, including depositions. The suit involved the square footage of, of the homes that these buyers purchased. And uh, the, the plaintiffs claimed that the, the agent, the realtor, quoted an inaccurate square footage uh, via the MLS listing uh, data. Uh, most of the realtors, especially those associated with us, uh, re- refer to the square footage from third-party resources, uh, such as the property tax records. So th- this was not a number uh, generated uh, by the agent or the broker in, in most of, of, of our cases. Uh, the attorneys for the plaintiffs were, were very aggressive. They literally searched out property owners who had bought homes, uh, homes that contained a, a two-story uh, entry foyer. And, and they claimed that the square footage was incorrect due to the the upper area of that of that entry. So St. Louis Realtors reached out to Missouri Realtors for some some help with this, and and the process began with the important legislation uh, that ultimately protects our agents and our brokers when they use a, a third party resource for uh, square footage. Sam and Jason, you were active in lobbying for specific protections instigated by the lawsuit for our members, including the development of the measurement disclaimer. Can you describe for our listeners the premise of the Protection Act and the process it took to get it passed? Well, the first place, the whole issue was amusing to me in that these are properties where somebody walks in and says, oh my gosh, I love this entry foyer. I want this house. And I mean, I've I've been there. I've uh, I've had my wife say exactly the same daggone thing. Uh, so we we put together language which essentially said, look, if you're relying on square footage from somebody else, no harm, no foul. So long as you tell the the buyer where it came from. The problem was, and in many respects, using the language from the assessor is a very good thing because the assessor assumingly has pretty accurate data, but they do, they do not go inside. They go around the house. If it's a two-story house, they double it and go on down the road. 
Uh, Jason, you want to talk about the problems we ran into, especially in the Senate? I was, this was actually the first opportunity that I was able to engage on behalf of the Realtors Association in a lobbying capacity. I was actually brought on in the last month of the legislative session because we kind of hit a roadblock with some members of the conservative caucus in the Senate, some of who I've, I've had very long lasting relationships with. Really, it, it came down to a concern on their part that this would lock out aggrieved parties, home buyers, from seeking legal redress. And ultimately, it, it took some persuading, mainly the fact that most realtors are small businesses and we live in an extremely litigious society. And the real benefactors of allowing these lawsuits to, to proceed were the lawyers, not the homeowners. And ultimately, after numerous conversations with senators such as Senator Leibla, Senator Schaaf, uh, we were able to convince them that in, in the end, this is actually a pro small business piece of legislation by allowing for realtors to reasonably rely upon government documents, most notably the property tax records, to give home buyers uh, information that they can examine it. If they want to come in with a, a tape measure and, and, and verify, then in fact, it's this many square feet, they can. But to keep realtors out of the courts for what I would argue are frivolous lawsuits in, from the beginning. So it ultimately, again, we were we were lucky enough to uh, be successful um, and, and prevail upon those conservative caucus members that that this was the right thing to do uh, for the state of Missouri and, and for uh, the real estate business in Missouri. With that, I'll turn it back over to Sam. I had uh, I'd actually not forgotten, but I brought Jason in as a libel whisperer. <laughs> but and people have to pay attention to the act because it's it's not just an automatic hey you got no problems you've got to tell people before the closing that the data came from this source to give them the opportunity to either look at the data and you know make sure they're comfortable with it or to bring in, as Jason said, a tape measure and uh, and go around the house and figure out the square footage. Now they'll they'll run into problems, of course, because if they go room by room, they'll get a completely different square footage than what is the standard practice of doing the exterior of the property. And that is consistent with other things in three thirty nine one ninety, because we initially passed. The, the first part of the act, oh, let me see, 2004. It gives uh, protection from statements made by third parties. Let's say uh, home inspectors, for example. As long as you don't hire the home inspector or uh, the best thing to do is say, look, find a home inspector that you like and have him come in and do it. That, that insulates you completely. But we were having problems back then with people coming back against the real estate licensee because the home inspector said, oh, the property is perfect. And indeed, the property was not perfect. There is a history of fixing problems. The issue is, and I want to thank Bob for this because he's the first person that came forward and said, hey, get this fixed. A lot of times we find out a couple of years later that there was a problem and my response is always, well, we cannot work on problems that we do not know about. And I really appreciate that, Bob, because had you not said something, I mean, there were three other firms involved and you're the only one I heard from. 
Well, it was it was painful when when we're <laughs> engaging attorneys on our behalf and and uh, literally going to depositions and sitting there and listening to their case was very frustrating, expensive. I mean, they had a as I recall, uh, one of the firms had a website and they were advertising. If you have done business with these firms, come see us because we can get you money. Exactly. Licensees and members need to be aware of their rights as realtors because it is important to know where lines are crossed, which could lead to dangerous ethical and legal repercussions down the road. Apollo, will you please explain how this act of immunity applies to our members and why knowing your rights are important when it comes to conducting business, quoting square footage on MLS listings and elsewhere? Yeah, for sure. You know, this issue brings to mind several things uh, that I think realtors should be aware of. The first is from a contracts and forms committee perspective. You know, disclosure is the key here, and you want to make sure that you disclose that source before you close. And so I think from a forms perspective, uh, we need to make sure that our forms are updated or we create a new form or that we adopt the Missouri form, the state level form, to make sure that those things are part of the documents that uh, the licensees are preparing. Uh, during the transactions. The other thing that I think about when I look at the, the language of the, the statute is that there is a recklessness exception uh, in, the, in the last sentence in one of the paragraphs. And you know, basically what that recklessness exception says is that to the extent that you are reckless and making a disclosure of the square footage, the protections of the statute won't apply to you. And so we talked a little bit earlier today about pulling out tape measures. You know, my advice to you know, any licensee who is not also an appraiser would be not to pull out a tape measure because if you pull out a tape measure and you get it wrong, you may not be subject to the protections of the act. There's so many different ways to measure a home. You know, the public records, the appraisers sort of walk around the perimeter. They don't necessarily get inside. They just sort of measure it from the outside. And if a licensee actually picks up a tape measure and goes and starts, and they don't do it in the exact same method used by the folks who did the public records, now you've created a discrepancy, right? Because if you're measuring the inside, the folks who uh, measure uh, per the public records are measuring the outside, you're going to have a discrepancy, which then creates a gray area. Uh, for lawyers to come in and, and, and say you were being reckless. So my thought is anybody who's a licensee who isn't also an appraiser or highly trained in measuring homes should probably not pick up the tape measure. It's just important to, to know those things from a legal perspective, to understand, Danielle, like you said, where the gray areas are so that licensees can avoid putting themselves uh, in situations that could subject them to legal peril. Apollo, that's a very good point. And I would also recommend that people put their phones away because you get the uh, measurement uh, app on the Apple phone and start playing with it. And I think the, the lesson here is let people who know what they're doing do it. And if you have not been highly trained and can defend yourself that you did it right, stay away from it. And just to be clear, I, I think I was the first person to mention the tape measure. And that was in reference to allowing the potential home buyer to break out the tape measure. If they were to do that to try to verify the square footage, that in no way creates a, a potential liability for the real estate licensee. 
It's just, again, you, you have to disclose the uh, source of the information. And in doing so, you afford the potential home buyer the opportunity to verify the accuracy of the information. Thanks, Jason. We appreciate that, that clarification. I, I just wanted to make it clear that that is, like Danielle mentioned, one of those areas where the lines can be crossed and blurred, and you can probably do more harm to yourself than good by doing so if you're not trained. Absolutely. That's a very good point. Regarding the tape measure, you know, it is a common practice for agents to maybe measure individual rooms for MLS purposes. However, every agent should consult with their broker on what their company policy is. There's some brokers that say do not put any measurements in uh, in MLS. So uh, please consult with your managing broker. Another situation that we have with the square footage, Paulo, you mentioned the assessor, the, the Typically, there's a lender involved, and that lender's appraiser is also giving a square footage amount. So we've got numbers coming from all directions, and it's best that we're not one of those sources giving a number. Let let the uh, experts do that. Yeah, I agree, Bob. And you mentioned, you know, the measuring of the rooms. You start measuring the rooms, and let's say the, uh, the square footage of the rooms don't add up to what the public records say some lawyer can come in and say you were being reckless. It just can lead you down a path that you, you may not want to go. Well, I will guarantee you if you measure each room, it will be significantly different from the square footage found by the assessor. Yeah, the difference between gross square footage and, and let's say livable square footage or usable square footage, right? Yeah. So there's always some, some ratio there between the two. And that's an appraisal concept first. So you'll have a lot of licensees who may not get that concept. And to put a really fine point on it, Section 339.010 only provides immunity for information obtained by a third party. So to the extent that you're the party that's, that's actually creating the data or the information, this immunity does not extend to you. Thank you, gentlemen. Outstanding information. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. I'm Danielle Finley, and this is Realtor Party Talk, a brief segment with members like you discussing advocacy issues and the importance of the Realtor Political Action Committee, or RPAC. Joining me today is Nate Johnson with Red Key Realty St. Louis and is past president of Missouri and St. Louis Realtors. Why are you an RPAC major investor? Well, thanks for having me today. I'll tell you, it is. I, I realize the importance of RPAC. The Realtor Political Action Committee does so much for our industry. I mean, just in our state alone, I can think of several initiatives that would not have been possible if not for our investments in RPAC. As a realtor, I realize that because real estate's my industry, politics is my business. You just listen to Realtor Party Talk. Thank you for listening to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.